The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me to his house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Hope you are having a wonderful, and I mean a wonderful morning, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. I am live here in the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee is down in from the, well, no, it's not called the H-Town, it's called H-Town. Houston, Texas. Ben McKee. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Man, the weather is beautiful here, man. It's like 66 degrees on a Monday morning. Man, how 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 is the weather down there, man? I know it's probably hotter. Uh, it's actually 59 right now. Oh, uh, you gotta get uh, back home. What's that? I so said you gotta get back home. Oh, I, I I'm ready to uh, to get back home, but uh, apparently there there's supposed to be bad weather this afternoon in Knoxville. So hopefully I can get home before the weather and have no delays with my flight today. Because again, looks like it's going to be real bad thunderstorms this afternoon. How does it feel to be? Um... I don't know if I want to say bad luck but do you do you feel like you are <laughs> bad luck to your Memphis Grizzlies I mean you went to the Grizzlies game the Houston Rockets have been one of the most embarrassing teams in the NBA in the last couple of years uh, especially losing James James Harden I mean they they are an easy win for anybody that they play and um, they didn't have much trouble with the Grizzlies yesterday and, and, and won by uh, not just one point but uh, or two points, but a couple points. Uh, you've been to two Grizzlies games this year, Ben. You're 0-2. Is two games enough to, to really think that you are bad luck? Uh, possibly. I know I am very frustrated by it. It's a historic Memphis Grizzlies season, and the two games I've been to have been two of the worst losses on their schedule. <laughs> there, there, there haven't been many losses, and two of the games that I've been to the two games that I've been to this year are two of their most embarrassing losses on the year and probably the literally the two worst losses of the season. Uh, the only one that may be worse is remember when Ja had his injury and everybody was terrified and he went on to miss like 10 games mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies uh, that, still were, were pretty good. Yes. Even, even uh, with him being out. 
yes. But the game that he got hurt uh, against the Hawks, I mean, they got absolutely embarrassed. And I think at that time they were like eight and nine mm-hmm. uh, when they lost that game and Jaws hurt. And I want to say the Hawks won by around 20. So that may have been the worst loss of the season at the time because you didn't know what was going to happen to Ja. But, yeah, they, they were absolutely embarrassed by the heat when I went back Halloween weekend. And then last night, Ja sucked. Jaron sucked. They couldn't make anything. So and nice. Houston could not miss. And Houston is one of the worst teams in the league. But I tell you right now, that Jalen Green kid, he's he's going to be a superstar. Oh, he yeah. is an absolute stud. I mean, he, he is elite offensively. And when he gets a little experience to his game, Man, he is he's gonna he's already a problem. He he's gonna be a consistent problem as he gets older. And you know, Kevin Porter Jr., he's a stud too. He yep. just can't stay out of trouble. They've got Christian Wood. He was busting on our heads last night. So I don't know, Swain. Maybe I am bad luck, but I got to hang out with our boy Eve Ponds. He didn't know we were hanging out, but we were hanging out. Um <laughs> he, he was actually dressed out last night for the first time in, in several weeks. He's been dealing with a ankle injury. Uh, that's been bugging him all throughout this year. He's he's come back from it, and then when he does come back and play for the hustle, the G League team, he aggravated it again. So it, it was good to see Eve on the end of an NBA bench and collecting a paycheck and mm-hmm. actually dressed out last night. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what else is good to see? The Vols winning. A Tennessee three, <laughs> man. That was good to see. You know see. what else is good to see? What's that? Not having to sit through any immediate timeouts at Thompson Bowen Arena this year. Why is that? So we don't have to listen to the DJ. Well, this game. This game you didn't you didn't get you didn't have to do that. I know. Uh, I was laughing though because Rob Lewis is as snarky as they come and, and can fire off some real petty tweets. And and he typically saves them for Kentucky or Memphis or, or somebody like that. But uh, he, he was firing off the snarky tweets this weekend. And uh, I, I thought it was funny because for the longest, I thought I was the only one annoyed by the in arena DJ. And now it seems to be growing. The list of annoyance seems to be growing. And I was laughing at Rob's tweets uh, as I was following along. And as, as he was saying that, don't worry, Vol fans. This is the last time we have to sit through a media timeout. And TBA this year, we can make it. We'll we'll get through it together. I, Give I, me I a V. <laughs> yeah, huh? Give me an O. Oh yeah. Give me an L. Yeah, yeah. Give me an S. Yeah. All right, we gotta do it five more times. It ain't loud enough. Yeah, not loud enough. Not now loud one enough. One person in section two twenty one, row seventeen, seat is not standing up we got to do it again hey man maybe it says something that he he has to be there to um get the crowd to, to get to get pumped up and get loud hey look tennessee went 16 and 0 at home this year maybe he was the reason why maybe maybe uh i'll tell you another person that was annoying by the way i'm a big fan of dj awal so uh i do not share the same opinions of Rob Just Lewis turn the mic down. And, and, and Ben McKee. That's all uh, I ask. Turn the mic down. But somebody else who really is annoying is number 10, Jalen Williams. 
Arkansas's supposed to be alleged big man, even though he plays the game like a guard when he's defending the ball in the paint. But, hey, taking charge is a part of the game. Uh, it, it's good defense if you're there, if you're set, if you get a possession for your team. But if you're moving like Jalen Williams does most of the time, and, Ben, we talked about this last week, that Tennessee was going to get those calls. Like, Jalen Williams was not going to get those charging calls the same way he did when Arkansas played at home. There was no way because you know the coaches around the league, especially Rick Barnes, sent in tape, was pointing to the movement of the feet, sliding under players as they were leaving their feet to go up for layups. Jalen Williams came in, slid in, and clear blocks that was called charges in the first meeting. And I don't think he got one one charge call, Ben. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, in, in fact, he got called for, for two fouls instead, and, and they were both the correct call. Correct. Like at Arkansas, he was still moving when he supposedly tried to draw the charge. Tennessee men's team get the dub. Uh, Lady Vols fell to a red-hot Kentucky uh, team there in the SEC tournament. That Kentucky team went on to win the entire tournament and beat crazy South Carolina on um, a last, I won't say last second, but uh, game-winning three-point shot with about four or five seconds left. Kentucky wins the SEC tournament. Tennessee baseball, like you predicted, Ben, and said that it would be a good weekend, went 2-1. Two 2-1 and one. Two and one on uh, the series or the weekend down there in Houston, losing to Texas uh, in the first game, winning against Baylor, and then shutting out, beating the brakes off of Oklahoma. Yeah, I you know, now that I think about it, I predicted Tennessee baseball going 2-1. and one. You did. I predicted the men's team to beat Arkansas. You did. And I predicted the Lady Vols to win on Friday and lose on Saturday. You did. Ah. Ah. You putting your money on something? It? Nope. I just, people like to point out when I'm wrong, so I'm going to take it a, upon me to point out when I'm right. That's right, man. That's right. Point out them dubs, man. <laughs> point out them dubs. Uh, yeah, but I. You the, predict the Grizzlies Balls, win? Uh, no, okay. but uh, my, my wife does blame me. She says that I jinxed them, although I don't feel like I did because she was asking me about the Rockets and if they were any good, and I said, well, they should beat them by several points, and she said, well, you just jinxed it, and I, well, I, and I responded, well, I said they should, not that they will, so I feel like there's a difference between saying that they will and they should, don't you think? Yeah. No, I, I I think you're right. I mean, if but I this was... This is also coming from the same person who... I, I Look, Swain, when I go to baseball stadiums, I like to get me a helmet full of ice cream. And the wife got went to the concourse while I was working. I, I came down and sat with her. And while I was working, watching the game, she, she wanted to go get her pretzel. So I said, hey, will you get me a helmet full of ice cream? She said, yeah, I'll get you one. What, what flavor do you want? I said, chocolate. So she comes back, gives me my ice cream. Look, you sit there and hush. Uh, don't, don't, don't talk about my chocolate ice cream. It was delicious. Um, well, kind of delicious. But I'm, I'm eating my ice cream, 
and Tennessee does something. So I needed to get back on my computer and type something out. Okay. And I said, can you hold this? She says, yes. So she's holding my ice cream in her left hand and she's got her cup that she is spitting sunflower seeds in her right hand. Wow. I see where this is going. And and I'm typing on my computer. And next thing I know, she goes, and I, and I could see the corner of my eye that this lady, this woman just, just spit a sunflower seed into my ice cream. I'm like, and I looked at her like she was crazy. I said, you did not just spit your sunflower seed into my chocolate ice cream and my batting helmet. And sure enough, she had spent two seeds out into my helmet full of ice cream. This is what I'm dealing with I think on a daily been, basis. I think you're being a little dramatic here, Ben. No, I'm being serious. I think you're being she's over here rolling, laughing right now, crying, laughing. I, I think she be- knows that it happened. It, and then it, it was the salty sunflower seeds, too. So she's over there. Not only did she spit into my ice cream, she's having to dig the seeds out with her little fingers in my ice cream. And, and of course, I still ate it because I'm a pig like that. But uh, it, it did have a little salty sunflower seed taste to it. Well, I mean, I think you're being a little dramatic. Here's the reason why. How am I being dramatic? Number one, there's people listening going, wow, man, Ben's wife is eating sunflower seeds at the baseball game. What a keeper. <laughs> wow. She's ride or die. That's what that's what people are saying right now who, who are listening to your story. That's the first point. Second point, Ben. You've been married a couple of years. Well, little, little sunflower seed is not a big deal. It's not like she hawked a loogie or something. You're making it seem, seem like she hawked a big loogie. It's just two sunflower seeds. Second point. Third point, y'all got a kid on the way. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's okay. And she's pregnant. She, she has pregnancy brain. She gets a pass. It's your fault, Ben. It's your fault. You should not, you should have not given her your cup of ice cream to hold it. You should be more responsible. It's not her fault. It's your fault. That's exactly what she said, is that she was watching the game and she forgot what she was doing. But I do agree with you on all three points. I am very proud of her because this was the first weekend that she learned how to properly eat sunflower seeds. So oh. She could have sunflower seeds in one side of the cheek and then, then kind of maneuver the seed out of the seed and and spit it into a cup and, and she was very proud of herself for reaching that accomplishment so that that is a good point uh to your second point you're right it wasn't a loogie but still she spit a sunflower seed into my beautiful chocolate ice cream and i still did eat it you're right it's whatever and i do feel like it is preparing me to have a kid because i feel like just watching other people have kids these are the type of things that happen all the time yeah i mean i was thinking about this um Yesterday, like everyone is, everyone I know is having boys around me now. So, like Rucker has a son. You have a son on the way. Uh, my brother had his gender reveal over the weekend, and he's having a boy. So I'm gonna have a little nephew. Um, everyone's having boys around me, so I'm gonna live through my nephew. He gonna, <laughs> hey, he gonna, he gonna be a, he gonna be something else. That's for sure. He's going to have two dads. He's going to have his dad, dad, his real dad, and his, and his, and his uncle dad. So uh, everyone's yeah, having boys around. Predict, uh, yeah, you, you will. And, and we we can take uh, baby Ben, and we can strap him up to your chest as a white baby and 
send you through the, uh, the the grocery store like we have talked about here on the show, and then we could take your brother's son and do the same thing, and we have video of different reactions. Yep, yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be good. Yeah, but it might go viral. Like does does blame me for jinxing the Grizzlies last night? But at least I I hit on all the 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 vols this weekend. That's that's more important because two out of the three were really successful. Uh, at least the Lady Vols did not lose to Alabama on Friday night. That would have made things worse. But overall, a, a good weekend for Tennessee. I, I would argue actually a great weekend uh, because Tennessee did win two out of three here in Texas. The, the men's team beat a top 15 Arkansas team, although it did look ugly in the second half. And it seemed to be a really productive recruiting weekend as well. Yep, you're right. A lot, lots to get to today. I mean, it was, it was um, packed, packed full of action, baseball, basketball, women's, men, Tennessee football. What do I got to do to get me one of those G wagons? We got what we got to do, Ben. Get one of those G wagons. Be a five star quarterback. Yeah. We will take our first break of the day. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Ben McKee is in Houston, Texas. H Town, baby. Home of DJ Screw. But we're not screwed up here on the Swain Event. We are just getting started. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. We will take our first break of the day. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello? Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. 
JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here on a beautiful Monday. Well, I'm in God's country. Ben is working there. He's getting, he's, he's working on it. He's working on it. He'll be in God's country a little bit later. He'll be blessed. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Hope you are having a great, great morning. A lot of positivity on, on the hill, man. A lot of positivity. Tennessee football recruiting. Number one player on the board. Nico Iaomaliava was Maybe still here, but here. Leaving today. I know he's coming Thursday to Monday, so leaving today, but uh, got a chance to go to the game, and the chants were awesome. We want Nico chance. He said that was his favorite part of the weekend as he talked to Austin Price of com. That was his favorite part of the weekend. Um, he was busy. He was busy. Uh, Knoxville Theater had a nice message for him and his family uh, there in, on Gay Street. So he got a chance on Friday to hit downtown and hang out and go bowling with some teammates. And and um, then you saw social media posts from from him. He's recording um, some some video for uh, you know future. Future project, Tennessee showing him that um, his brand can be put on display. He comes to a place like Tennessee, and Tennessee, yes, they have the Tennessee Titans, but there's nothing like being a Tennessee football player at the University of Tennessee and all the recognition and all the exposure that you get. Um, Nico was shown what it's like to be on Rocky Top and being the quarterback. You are bigger than the governor if you are the quarterback here at the University of Tennessee. So it uh, looks like Nico had a nice, nice visit, Ben. And um, if I'm if I'm Tennessee, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I would feel pretty good about where Tennessee is right now. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean that Tennessee is going to land 
Nico Iamaleava. Take that. How you like that swing? That's pretty good, How man. You like that pronunciation. That's pr- that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Watch out! I got it down pat, just like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Once Nigga. I got it, I got it good. What about so, Euros? Euros Plavshik. There you go. There you go. I said it with the accent and everything too. There you go. Take that for data. But yes, a terrific weekend for Nico Iamaleava this weekend on campus. Uh, does not mean that Tennessee is going to land him, but I I do think that Tennessee is firmly in the mix and going to be one of the, the two or three teams that he strongly considers. I, I don't know how he will announce a decision, but if it insists or consists of hats on a table and he and he picks up a hat like like the typical signing day uh, fiesta, then Tennessee's going to have a hat on the table, and I, I think it'll be one of the final two or three hats. I'm real curious to see, as you and I have talked about kind of off air the last couple of weeks, uh, the Alabama situation, uh, particularly as they are tied in with Arch Manning. Uh, if if Arch does not choose to go to Alabama, what does that mean for Nico? Because I would imagine that they try to turn up the heat on Nico. And I don't believe he's... No, it's Georgia he has not been to just yet. I think he has been to Alabama once. Um, but it, it, it Alabama's not turning up the heat just yet like Tennessee and Oregon is. Tennessee and Oregon is doing everything it possibly can to, to land Nico, and Alabama has not yet reached that point because they are trying to get Arch Manning. So I'll be curious to see what happens with Alabama. I, I think that they would be that third team, maybe Georgia would be that third team. I, I think Georgia would maybe be the fourth, but it seems like it's a, a Tennessee-Oregon battle right now. And look, Tennessee's got a shot at it. If if they lose out on Nico, it's going to be hard to fault them just because they, they have tried everything in the book to, to get them. They, they have done everything they can, it appears. They have left no stone unturned, it appears. Now you just need... I think Swain to have a little luck on your side and hope that he that he really enjoyed everything that you showed this weekend and that he ultimately picks Tennessee. Yeah, I, I think I think now it's just kind of luck and, and good fortune setting in. Full court press, man. That's what we have seen from from Tennessee on Nico. And you know, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and, and the message boards was, went crazy for some reason uh, when I said it's going to be all hands on deck. All hands on deck. And what that meant was it wasn't just going to be Tennessee's coaching staff. It wasn't going to be just Tennessee's players recruiting Nico. Everyone's going to be involved. And you saw that when he came on campus and the rock is painted. You saw that when he hit Knoxville and there's a message, downtown Knoxville, <laughs> me on Gay Street. You, I mean, you, you saw his social media posts where, you know, he is recording, uh, sitting in, sitting in a chair with a bunch of lights, and he's you know he's recording some video content for you know near future. That ain't just the coaches putting in work. And um, Austin Price reported this you know, a couple couple weeks ago that if if Nico comes to this part of the country to play football, then family will be making the trip as well. 
So if if I'm the family while I'm here in Knoxville, I would probably be looking for looking for looking for a place to stay if Tennessee yes. is a is a place for you. Maybe they can be neighbor, neighbors with uh, Zakaz Ziegler. <laughs> yeah, they they can they can be neighbors with Miss Ziegler. Yeah, uh, and Austin shared that as well. Whatever day he decided to answer the phone last week and and join us, but also added that. They, they would at least be close, maybe, maybe not in Knoxville, but in the surrounding area. Certainly Knoxville is a possibility, but uh, in the surrounding area or or much closer than California. So, um, for instance, the Tagovailoas or mm. Tungavailoas, mm-hmm. they were in Birmingham, which, I mean, it, it's kind of part of Tuscaloosa, just a simple 45-minute drive east if you're coming to Birmingham from Tuscaloosa, but um, maybe not necessarily in Knoxville, but the surrounding areas is is possible. But hey, that that's even still that's a big thing. I mean, you want to kind of learn the lay of the land, and you would also be living there along with Nico. So you want to make sure that the the whole family is comfortable as well. And mom and dad, it seemed like they enjoyed the visit. Yeah, there, there's there's players you do this for, and a franchise quarterback is one of those players. Like you, you hear the sayings all the time from coaches that you want to treat people fair. You can treat your players fairly, but you don't always treat your players the same. Growing up playing sports, you, you were told everyone's going to be treated the same. Everyone's going to be treated the same. No, it doesn't work that way. Not in real life. You treat your players fairly, but you don't treat them the same. And the same goes for recruiting. In this case, Nico, Ial Maliava, you got to go all out because we have seen LSU. We have seen Alabama. We have seen Clemson. We have seen Ohio State. Oregon, what you can do with a great quarterback. We've seen that just recently as a Tennessee fan with Josh Dobbs. How special a quarterback can be and cover up so many things wrong inside of your program, so many holes maybe with your roster. But it starts with the quarterback, and Tennessee understands that. And that's why we are putting the full core press on Nico the way that the way we are. All hands on deck. How about the student section? Yes, that was that was really cool. He he is a program changer, an absolute program changer. He he can be Tennessee's Deshaun Watson. He really can. I, I know that kind of sounds absurd because of the last decade uh, and, and some change that. Tennessee has experienced, but Nico Iaomaliava can truly be Tennessee's Deshaun Watson that got Clemson over the hump. Uh, Taj Boyd uh, allowed Clemson to build that that foundation uh, to where it could be a championship program, and Hendon Hooker can be Tennessee's Taj Boyd, mm-hmm. but Nico Iaomaliava can can come in and be the Deshaun Watson. He, he's just a, a program changer. It's as simple as that. He is an elite quarterback who has the potential 
to lead Tennessee to a national championship. I mean, that is how good of a player he is. Now, obviously, you would need to recruit well around him. You, you need to protect him. You need to, to give him some weapons that he can throw the ball to, uh, hand the ball off to. Uh, again, you need protection up front. You got to secure the offensive line, and uh, you, you do need to get the defense going by that point and, and try to play as complimentary football as you can. And I say as much as you can just because of the style of offense that Tennessee runs. Um, but, but you can't have a defense that's given up 35, 40 points a game, obviously. Uh, so th- I agree with you. Th- there are a few players that you do this for, and Nico Iamaliava is absolutely one that you do this for. For sure, for sure. Uh, 865-255-03. Taking a look at the uh, text box, checking it out. According to a certain five-star quarterback who visited over the weekend, Tennessee's getting new uniforms next season. Have y'all heard that? Um, Yeah, we kind of knew that Tennessee's getting new new uniforms this upcoming season. I mean, um, remember the black uniforms that Tennessee wore – twice this season, those were from from Pruitt's last season. The black uniforms were supposed to be worn a year prior, but because of COVID and some supply, um, some chain supplies, supply chain issues, Tennessee got it a year later. And it's the reason why Tennessee equipment staff had to be very, very uh, creative with the helmet and instituting some black inside of the helmet to make it match the uniform because the helmets did not arrive like they were supposed to because of those same COVID-related issues. Now, we ordered those uniforms, the new uniforms, so that way it's going to be here the next season, this upcoming season. So um, we fully aware that Tennessee is going to be having new uniforms, they'll have a new helmet uh, to match those uniforms a lot better. Uh, We don't know what helmet color they're going to to wear. It could be matte. It could be black. It could be gray. It could be chrome. Uh, We do not know. Um, It appears that Tennessee is going to have maybe their own version of a smoky gray uniform. Um, But Nico did not drop any nuggets that was that wasn't already out there he didn't break yes, any news it's not going to be a new home uniform correct it's it's still like a plan for alternate yeah a permanent would it be fair to say like kind of a, a permanent alternate uniform going forward kind of like how uh butch had the smoky grays um i think it's fair to say that right right now until you know we hear otherwise but you know Hypo's going to have his own version of an alternate uniform. Butch had his own version. Uh, Pruitt tried to have his own version. You know, just it didn't stuff. exist. Yeah, it, it just didn't get here in time. But well, and, and honestly, the only reason he he did the black uniforms is because of everything that happened with George Floyd the summer of COVID mm-hmm. and and leading into the season. That was really the only reason he did the the black jerseys because if you remember, the initial plan was to wear them the Kentucky game that season and then auctioned them off to whatever cause that they were going to decide on here locally. Yep. Uh, so if that did not happen the summer going into 
that football season, then Tennessee probably never wears the black jerseys. Correct. Because it, as we talked about many times on the show, uh, Coach Fulmer and Pruitt running the show, you, you're probably not going to see alternate uniforms. For sure. For sure. Uh, Andy Mizuno Golfer says the Ziegler story should show his family the support you have at Tennessee. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Four, almost $400,000 raised for uh, the Ziegler family because of the house fire. And um, that was mentioned during the broadcast, Tom Hart and, and, and Jimmy Dykes. Uh, man, how how confident do you feel about the SEC tournament? This is a question I want to ask you and then uh, take a quick time out and, and get the answer on the other side. But the question for you, Ben, question for our listeners, use, use the text box. Uh, you can give us a call at 865-255-03. Is it different? Is it a different feeling this year? Is it a different feeling this year? Tennessee mentioned by Jimmy Dykes is a legitimate Final Four contender, along with Arkansas, too. And I think Tennessee, along with three other teams in the SEC, Auburn, Arkansas and Kentucky, I think all four are legitimate Final Four contending teams. But you have the SEC tournament coming up. In Tampa, Florida, for some reason, like there's a team in Tampa. Uh, there's only one team in Florida from, from you know, in the SEC. Uh, it's not even Central. But anyways, whatever. SEC tournament this week. How confident? That is the question. How confident? confident are you about the SEC tournament if you are a Tennessee fan 865-255-03 we will get to that question when we come back from break stay with us don't go anywhere you're listening to the Swain event you don't say fueled by dead end barbecue In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. 
plus breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. SEC, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. March the 7th, about a quarter till the top of the hour. It is time to take a look around the conference and see what happened over the weekend. And a lot has happened over the weekend, Ben. 
Uh, what do you have for us today? Go with SEC basketball today and set the scene for the SEC tournament later this week. That begins on Wednesday. Tennessee on Saturday. Got things going with a 78-74 win over Arkansas. LSU beat Alabama 82-77 in overtime. At the same time, Tennessee and Arkansas were playing. Yet Auburn beat South Carolina 82-71 and win the SEC regular season title outright. Kentucky beat Florida 71-63 and probably eliminated any chance of Florida making the NCAA tournament. <coughs> Missouri beat Georgia 79-69. Nice. Vanderbilt beat Ole Miss 63-61. And then Texas A&M beat Mississippi State 67-64 to with Tennessee's win over Arkansas on Saturday. Tennessee secured the number two seed in the SEC. So Tennessee finishes second in the SEC this season. A, I don't consider that a failure. I, I think that is an accomplishment that, that Tennessee should be proud of, but also not dwell on it. Just kind of take note of it. Yeah, I mean, it's not, the, it's not the number one goal, Ben. I mean, number one goal is to be a champion, right? To, to, to be number right. one in the conference. But you came in second and it came down to the wire to a team that was number one for a good period of time in the country. I mean, and you beat that team, yeah, you beat that team and you you're dealing with the, 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 the one and done era, the transfer portal era. And to start the season, you had a lot of new guys on this roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying hang a banner. Right. But that's. We do not believe in participation trophies here on the Swing event, but that there's something to be said uh, for finishing second in the best college basketball conference in the country. There's something to be said Facts. for that and, and be proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tennessee does lock up the two seed. Tennessee will play on Friday around a seven o'clock Eastern time. They will play the winner of Mississippi state and South Carolina, South Carolina, the seven seed Mississippi state, the 10 seed and Tennessee is on Kentucky's side of the bracket. Uh, So if Tennessee and Kentucky handle business on Friday, they'll square off on Saturday. Auburn is the one seed. They'll face the winner of Florida, who is the ninth seed and Texas A&M who is the eight seed Arkansas is the four seed and they'll face likely LSU, the five seed. And then Kentucky, as I mentioned a moment ago is the three seed and they'll likely, when I say likely, assuming chalk is what takes place, uh, they'll face six seed Alabama. The two crap games on Wednesday is 13 seed Ole Miss versus 12 seed Missouri. Ugh. And then 14 seed Georgia, <laughs> Tom Crean's last game as head coach of the Bulldogs against 11 seed Vanderbilt. And then so Vanderbilt would likely, assuming that they beat Georgia, they would play Alabama 
on Thursday and then Kentucky on Friday if, if they were to pull off an upset against Alabama. Man, who's I mean, I'm I'm going to watch it. But I like Tennessee's bracket. Georgia, Georgia Vandy. Ugh. I'm I'll watch right. it anyways. Ole Miss Missouri. Yeah, I will too. I'm I'll watch it anyways, but like you just said, Tennessee, Tennessee, uh sitting in a nice spot. Because honestly, it didn't matter if Tennessee was like number four or number one or um uh, two, three, it didn't it doesn't really matter. Um if you see number number one, you get the regular season championship. But as far as this tournament, you're going to have to play a tough team, tough team in the quarterfinals, a team mm-hmm. that you can beat and a team that can beat you. Because now it's yep. on a neutral site floor for the season. What are these home teams? What 28, 29 and one? The top mm-hmm. four rated teams: Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Arkansas. So you, you're not going into someone else's house. And beating them, especially a a top four seed. Now, this is totally different because it's not necessarily an away game. It's not a home game. It's a neutral site game. So I asked you, Ben, before the break, all right, what's the confidence level? How confident do you feel about the SEC tournament? Uh so so. <laughs> I don't have a lot of confidence, but I also have belief in Tennessee, if that makes sense. What worries me about this Tennessee team is that they they didn't really win away from from home this year. And not that a lot of teams did, especially the, the top four teams, but I, I truly believe, as we talked about so many times here on the show, that Thompson Bowling Arena kick-started the game for Tennessee. Go back all the way to the Arizona game. And Tennessee jumped out on that run against Arizona. It happened in the LSU game. It happened in the Kentucky game. It happened in the Auburn game. It happened in the Arkansas game. It, it happened in every signature win that Tennessee played at home this year. And I truly believe that Tennessee was riding the energy and the momentum of the crowd to start the game. I truly believe that. And they're not going to have that this week or the rest of the season. So Tennessee is certainly capable of cutting down the nets in Tampa this weekend. And you also mentioned Jimmy Dykes mentioning that Tennessee is a final four caliber team. Mm-hmm. I do think they have that potential. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I said that last week. I think that Tennessee has the potential to make it to the final four. I probably won't pick Tennessee to get to the final four. But I do think that they have that potential. I, I I think that Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen is is more likely because of the the shooting issues that that worries me and free throw issues as well. You, you have to to make free throws in the tournament, or else you will lose a game at some point. And Tennessee has not been very successful at at making free throws consistently. And for Kennedy Chandler. To me, it's all mental with him. I mean, he sits there and he goes five for five from three to start the game. And then he, in in the middle of going five for five from three against a a really good perimeter defense, he airballs a free throw and the other one wasn't even close. Nope. Uh, So that, that is a sign that it is all mental for Kennedy Chandler. And Rick Barnes and Kennedy talked about that after the game. And 
credit to Kennedy, he recognizes the importance of hitting free throws this time of year. I mean, he flat out said it, and he said that he's got to work through it. He's got to get it figured out. So uh, hopefully he can do that. So I, I feel good about the SEC tournament this week, Swain, but I also don't have just all the confidence in the world just because Tennessee has looked far better at home than they have away from Thompson Bowen Arena, even on the neutral sites. I mean, they didn't shoot well against Texas Tech. Villanova ran them out of the building. North Carolina, that win looks better after North Carolina spoiled Coach K's night Saturday. But at the time, North Carolina wasn't a very good basketball team. And they, they did blow them out. You still give them credit to Tennessee, obviously. 17 points. It, yes. But it's not like they, they beat a Villanova or Texas Tech away from home is kind of my my point. So I do have confidence. I just they, they kind of need to prove it to me that they can beat somebody legit away from Thompson Bowen Arena before I'm willing to to go all in on the confidence with them. I feel good. I feel confident in uh, Tennessee's ability to shoot the basketball at this point of the season. I do like our guard play. Um, the worry is something that you mentioned, that is free throws. Against Arkansas, uh, our assist-to-turnover ratio was, was, was not great. It was not great at all. You had 17 assists against 17 turnovers. That is, that is terrible. Uh, shooting the basketball is what, what, what got Tennessee uh, the big lead and ultimately allowed Tennessee to, to finish and uh, win that game. But if you're Arkansas, you, you, you kind of feel good about how you fought in the second half. And if you're Tennessee, you don't feel good about what happened in the second half and uh, how you kind of ch- almost choked the game away. Uh, yeah, lemon booty, but free throws has have to be addressed. The fact that they got to the free throw line thirty times, pretty damn good, pretty pretty damn good, man. That means you're attacking the basket, uh, you're putting pressure on the defense. That's pretty good, and you're getting the inside to out action, getting open open looks. So I like the fact that we're aggressive and we're getting to the free throw line. We just have to make them, and we have to take better care of the basketball and not have seventeen turnovers when you do have three point guards in at once. That should never, ever happen. But I do feel comfortable uh, in saying this, that I feel pretty good about the SEC tournament, man. I, I do. I think Tennessee's one of those teams that's trending up and playing better. Uh, I don't know if I would say the same thing about Arkansas. I think they uh, are, are capable of beating us in neutral site, but I don't know if I would say they're playing as, as you know, up or down at this point. I just, I mean, they, they had a nine-game winning streak. Uh, that was um, ended uh, over the weekend. I, I am confident saying that Auburn is, is not playing their best. Uh, Kentucky is not playing as good as they did in the middle of the season. But all three of those teams are capable of beating Tennessee. Let me ask you this, though, Ben. Which team seated between 5 and 14 um, do you think have the best chance of upsetting a top seed. So when we look at the SEC tournament bracket, you have Florida and Texas A&M, uh, the nine and eight seed. And whoever wins that game will play against Auburn on Friday at noon. You have LSU waiting on the winner of Mizzou Ole Miss and whoever wins this, that, that game between LSU and whoever 
wins between Mizzou and Ole Miss. We'll play Arkansas uh, right after Auburn's game. And then Mississippi State, South Carolina, we play the winner of that game. Um, Alabama plays the winner of Georgia, Vanderbilt. And then the winner of that game will play against Kentucky. So which team seated outside the top four do you think have the best chance of upsetting a top seed and making a little um, noise in the SEC tournament? There's not one that I feel better about <laughs> more than the other. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, 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 we'll get that out of the way first. Uh, I, I don't think that there's one that I'm just terrified of if I'm a top four team. But if I had to pick one, it would be Georgia. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it would be Alabama, just because Alabama is capable of getting hot from three and just absolutely ruining your night. And when they get hot from three, there's almost nothing you can do about it. And theoretically, they would play Kentucky on Friday. And they went to Rep Arena a couple of weeks ago and kept it close uh, until uh, three, four minutes left in the game. So uh, I would say Alabama, just because they can get hot from three. Uh, and then the other one would be LSU, just because they, they do have talent on its roster, just hasn't necessarily played well all season. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to go with Alabama as well. I mean, LSU was, was able to run with Kentucky early in the season. Um, Alabama has, has beaten Gonzaga this year. They've had some big wins. They've also had some ugly losses, but Alabama is capable of spoiling this thing for – for 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 um, some some teams, look at Florida there at number nine, and they got to make a run. They want to get to the tournament, and uh, they may be playing for Mike White future. You know, I think Mike White deserves a five year extension. I think that would be awesome. Hour two is around the corner. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Hour one brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Stay with us. Be right back.